0: on um, the topic i titled responsible faith responsible faith it may not be something that is new to us but of course <clears throat> the word of god says as long as it is called today we must encourage ourselves in the lord and paul was speaking he says i do not count it grievous to tell you again of course those things you have heard before So the more we remind ourselves, the more we charge ourselves, which is of course the essence of our gathering together as a brethren. We know that uh, God will continue to command his blessings as we look into his word and we're encouraged in Jesus mighty name. So as I go on with um, responsible faith this morning, I want to believe that um, somebody will be blessed in the mighty name of jesus okay right now i want to start by trying to uh, define what uh, responsibility is you know um, a couple of um, years back someone says that sometimes maybe because we're learned and educated we when we read we tend to just assume we know the meaning of things, but responsibility is something that everybody knows really, but then what I'm trying to bring out is that sometimes we may need to check again to see the meaning of some of these words to understand the gravity of what it is. So I'll be reading for us this morning what the meaning of responsibility is. I have like three definitions here like different people, they're from the dictionary. The first one says, it is the state of having a duty to or being accountable for something. It is a state of having a duty to or being accountable for something. The second one says, it is knowing what to do and doing it. Responsibility is knowing what to do and doing it. You may not see this in the dictionary, but it says knowing what to do and doing it. And the last one, it is response to an ability. Response to an ability. So when you are expecting somebody to be responsible, it means that by implication, we believe that that person possesses the ability The ability to do that thing, so you can hold them accountable, you can demand from them. Okay, this thing I asked you to do or this thing that you're supposed to do, have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? So that is what responsibility is and combining it with the subject of faith, we all know what faith is. Faith, of course, from biblical definition in Hebrews 11, 1, says it's the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that are not seen. Faith also means pleasing God, pleasing God. So a responsible faith is a faith that combines all these things. It knows what to do when it comes to the word of God and it does it. Most times where the lapses come is in the doing. And that is why I'll forever remember that scripture that says that it's not enough for us to hear. What do we do about what we have heard? That is where responsibility comes to play. So a responsible faith, when we talk of a responsible faith, that means we're talking about a responsible believer. We're talking about someone who is in faith and is responsible to his faith responsible to his faith, you can be held accountable. So when we're talking about the concept of responsible faith in the world of science, when you want to study something, what you study mostly is the characteristics of that thing. And I would like to employ that um, method this morning, by looking from scriptures, what actually is the characteristic of a responsible faith? Faith may be the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It means that something is going to happen between our uh, um, between our conceiving and believing the idea and our seeing it. And it is our responsibility that comes to play there. So what are the characteristics of a responsible faith? I will start first of all by mentioning the obvious, which is the basic one, which is work. You know, it may sound strange to some people, you say, after I say that faith is not of work, lest any man could, should boast. See, we know that salvation came by faith, but there is responsibility in that faith. And it calls for work. It calls for work. I'm not talking about works, maybe just things that people just do arbitrarily and stuff. No. But when you begin to walk that walk in line with the words that you have received, you begin to walk it in line with the precepts and the commandments of God, then you are truly in faith. As we can see in the world, there are many kinds of faith. But are they truly in line with the precepts and the commandments of our God? So when we are talking about a responsible faith, the major characteristic is walk. You cannot claim to have faith if you are not working your faith if there is no work there is no faith and james made that very clear in chapter 2 and from verse 14 to 26 it's a lexicon of people that have used the work of faith that did the work of faith and they have been recorded in scriptures let me quickly turn to james chapter 2 and read James was mentioning the fact that without faith, it is impossible. I mean, we, um, faith without work is actually no faith at all. I may not be able to read from 14 to 26, but let me just start from 14. It says, What does it profit, my brethren? Do a man say that he has faith and has not works? Can faith save him? Let me quickly jump to. Um, 25 and 26, it says that likewise also was not Rahab the other justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You see, the moment the spirit departs from the body, people say, ah, the man is dead. It's the same thing when faith when we have faith, we are just believing some, you know, words we've seen in scriptures, and then we're not doing anything about it. We're not even practicing it. That is an irresponsible faith. We have heard it over and over again in church. Even when we had the, you know, uh, uh, workers retreat, the last training we had, you know, it was re-emphasized that any faith that expects God to just be the sole one that was responsible for everything is an irresponsible faith. That is what we are expected to do, and that brings responsibility, which is the duty that we are supposed to do. So our faith must be combined with work. That is one of the major characteristics of faith. Just by believing alone does not bring results. You have to work in line with our beliefs. We have to work in line. And what are these work? Some of the things that constitute this work is the words we say what we do what we i mean our actions our actions our actions what have we seen in the word of god it is our responsibility to see to it that we walk in line with what we believe praise the lord so faith in itself is not an idle faith is not idle in any way it does not connote any form of idleness it does not connote any form of Just sitting and relaxing and believing that everything will just work out. Many believers, have, they have formed the attitude of just saying it uh, it is well. Now they say for the fun of it, not believing truly that, okay, it is well, not just because the word of God says it is well, but because you know that the person that said those words is able. And then what has he told you to do in line with what you want to see? Have we done it? And that is where responsibility comes to play. Another characteristics of faith is motion. Like I said, action. Action. If there is no action in line with our conviction, it means we have not believed. Say, I believe, therefore I speak. That speaking is work. Is work, why? Because you must have searched the scriptures to know what you are going to declare. And it is in that declaration that justification comes. In Hebrews chapter 11, all the way down, it's a lexicon of people who worked and who took actions in line with their faith and they saw results. There was results. Abraham, in spite of what he was seeing, he trusted God and he believed and he, it was accounted to him as righteousness. That was his belief. But what did he do? What did he do? In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, it says that he didn't know where he was going, but God called him. He says, And Abraham went called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went. That was responsibility. He obeyed and he went. Imagine if Abraham decided to stay back and just trusting. okay, I've heard the word, God has spoken. I just believe it, that um, everything will just work. And it never went. He will not become the father of faith today. So the Bible records it in that Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, that he went even though he did not know where he was going. But obedience, that obedience in itself is the work of faith. It is a work of faith. He stepped out and followed God true and true. He followed God through and true, and that marks the beginning of his greatness. And today we are still talking about Abraham. What do we want to be said of us tomorrow when it comes to our faith? Have we stepped out in line with the instructions that we, have, we are given? Are we moving? Peter in Matthew chapter 14 verse 28 and 29, at the word of Jesus, stepped out on that water and he walked towards Jesus until he, you know, changed his focus. We have heard this over and over and over and over again. But if he never took that first step, it will never go down history that somebody like Jesus walked on water. I don't know if anybody has been recorded in history again that has walked on water, but Peter did. And it went down in history forever for him that he walked on that water, even though later on he started to sink because he changed his focus. But he obeyed and he stepped out. He said, Jesus, if it is you, bid me come. And when Jesus says, come, he stepped out. He stepped out. And then he was able to walk on water. That was responsibility. Imagine if he never took the first step. Imagine if he never moved from inside that boat. We would have never known. We would have just believed that, oh, because Jesus is God in flesh, ah, you know it's Jesus now. But this is Peter, a man like you and I. He chose to obey and he walked. He walked on water. Hallelujah. A responsible faith moves in the direction of conviction and according to the word that they have encountered they move in line with it, according to the instructions that they have received, responsible faith takes action in that direction. So I'm talking to us today, what is it that God has told you? Have we taken steps in line with that? Have we started moving? Mark chapter 16 verse 17 to 20 already told us that it's only those that move, that signs follow don't expect to see anything if i have not taken a step. Some people will be waiting to see a sign. When I see a sign, I remove. move. No. These signs, the Bible says in Mark chapter 16, shall follow them that believe. And then following that is work of exploits for the Lord. Hallelujah. I'll move quickly to the next point. Another characteristics of responsible faith is warring with prophecies. Paul was charging Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 to 19. He says to issue war with the prophecies that has gone ahead of you. He says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, that concerning the prophecies that have gone ahead of you. Do good warfare with it. War with them. So responsible faith takes up prophecies that have gone ahead of them, words that have been spoken over them, and they war with it. Warring does not connote anything like um, relaxation. It does not. It is warring that you're doing when you begin to declare the word against all odds. When you stand in faith and you pray the word, when we take steps in line with what that word has said, if the word of God is saying love, you are practicing love. If it's saying, okay, uh, 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 go out and evangelize, we are doing the same thing. That is an act of worrying. That means you're not, you not allowing the resistance that will come, maybe by circumstances or even from people, to keep you from moving or to keep you from attaining that thing that the prophecy, the words of prophecy has said. This may not be absolute, but, you know, sometimes it's that prophecies come not just uh, um, because of prophecies, you know, or prophesying and all that, but it comes sometimes to juggle people out of their relaxed and comfortable position. Sometimes it is to remind somebody that has received the word long ago and seems to have done nothing about it. Sometimes I believe that is the reason why prophecies come. And when those prophecies come, it juggles somebody again and say, ah, well, this word has come in so, so, so time. I'm supposed to do it. Some is because they're not actually tuning into what God is actually saying. And it's hard to take somebody else to tell them. So when those prophecies eventually come, or maybe you actually just, you know, receive a word of prophecy through someone else it is for us to take responsibility and war with them we don't just fold our hands we war with them we war with them so and you know by prophecy, now you know what to do do it and that is responsibility let's do it let's go ahead and act let's take steps Somebody that I'm speaking to this morning may need to take that decision. That thing you've been thinking in your mind. It may be an investment. You are still guessing. Should I go ahead? Should I not go ahead? Somebody may be getting a leading. Go and submit your CV in that place. And he's still asking himself, what if I go? What if they don't take it? What if they don't this? What? Please go ahead. Go ahead and do what we need to do. And that's the only way that greatness in this journey of faith can come. That is the only way that exploits can come. Some people are practically just living in disobedience. And we must be cautious of that. We must be cautious so that we don't fall victim of what we are not supposed to fall victim of. Why? Because words have really gone ahead of us we must take those words and war with them. The third characteristics of faith is that faith does not give up. Responsible faith doesn't give up. And now I've tried, I've tried, I've tried. I've never seen anybody in any race in this life being awarded for having tried, tried. There's no, there's no trophy like that. Ah, that man is the most tried person in the world. Ah, he tried. People only get medals, they get trophies. They get awarded, they get rewarded for something, a great feat that they took up because they refused to give up. Some people start, but they don't take it to the end. A responsible faith will not stop on the way. A responsible faith will want to see that that word come to pass. And I like what Sister. Sister um, um, Zainab was telling us yesterday concerning prayer. Prayer is a form of war, you know. And if you don't give up in the place of prayer, just like she was talking about uh, Elijah yesterday, he kept praying. He would tell the servant again, go and check. Go and check. He was making war. He was not giving up until he had seen a sign. Until the servant came and said, yes, I see a cloud like the hands of a man rising from the ocean. Then he knew that something was about to happen. Responsible faith does not give up. Responsible faith does not give up. I'm going to read from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Right now, let me quickly open that. Hebrews 10. Anybody that gives up does not reach the mark. It doesn't reach the end. Anybody that is running a race and he stops on the way cannot boast of finishing that race. We cannot afford to stop. Praise the Lord. So I'm reading Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 38, and it says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draws back my soul, shall have no pleasure in him then i read 39 with it but we are not of them who draw back unto perdition but of them that believe to the saving of our souls praise the lord so a responsible faith does not throw in the towel and says ah i've tried i don't think uh, any other believer people say things like this I don't think any other believer can do more than what I have done but you don't give up you stay there until you see the end of your faith until you see what you are looking for until you see what you you have trusted God for you don't give up so regardless of what you praise whatever comes up against you please giving up is not an option in this faith journey it is not an option Jesus was so concerned in Luke chapter 18. I may not be able to read from verse 1 to 9 because of our time. But he was asking that when he, he was giving the parable concerning that um, unjust judge, who who the woman, that widow, continued to pester him for for, for, for him to avenge his, her adversaries. And Jesus was trying to bring out something in verse 8. He was like, when I return, will I still see faith? What Jesus was trying to say is that that persistent faith, that kind of faith that stays till the end, will I still see it? So we must have a persistent faith, a faith that never gives up, even in the face of challenge, in the face of hardship, in the face of adversity, We hold on to the word of God, knowing that the person that has spoken, is able to bring it to pass. Just like Abraham, says he staggered not. In spite of the fact that he had, he saw the deadness of his body and the deadness of Sarah's womb boy. He said he staggered not. He did not give up along the way. And eventually he saw the end of his faith. Praise the Lord. And the last one I'll be talking about this morning, that responsible faith recognizes that their liberty, in faith is not without boundaries liberty in faith this one is very critical especially for this time that we are in where it seems as if we don't know whether it's the world that is i mean the church is copying or in trying to imitate the world or you know a lot of things that should not even be mentioned in the church that should not even be seen around there are the things that are happening we must be careful because there are very subtle, very, very subtle ways that by which the devil is trying to infiltrate the body of Christ with worldly things. Any spirituality that spirituality that actually lacks responsibility is a canal, is carnality. There is no other definition. Once your spirituality is not responsible to follow through with the word of God, follow through with the precepts of God, build, you know, structures that will keep you in line with the precepts and commandments of God, which is responsibility anyway. You fall into carnality. mr Yodepo said that liberty without limits is captivity in disguise. It's captivity in disguise. And we see that playing out. A lot of people just feel like, ah, I can do whatever I like. After all, we're under grace. Grace does not give a liberty for sin. I would say you cannot continue in sin and expect the grace of God to abound. It's not possible. We must be vigilant to understand that our liberty in faith is not without responsibility. It is not without boundaries. It is not without limits. And we are limited to... God's word limited to following his precepts and his commandments. Yeah, we are not permitted to just have liberty and do what we like but we are doing you know liberty is to do what is right before God. The essence of our faith is to please God. God without that faith we cannot even please God in the first place. So the whole essence of the duty of man is to Obey God's commandment is to follow his precepts, is to do his will, to bring him pleasure. And trust me, that kind of liberty in faith, it is not without limits. And that limit is the word of God. That limit is the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So let us not forget, ah, oh, I can do whatever I like. No. We can only do what is right. And what is right is in line with the word of God and the precepts of God. We have to search out, walk to find out what is right, what is it that brings pleasure to God. And that is what we must go for. I'll quickly read from Galatians chapter 5. In closing, Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 13 it says you now have okay sorry 5 13 yes it says for brethren ye have been called unto liberty only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh but by love serve one another you know that now, in, in the name of liberty, people just do things and they forget the fact that they may be actually leading somebody astray. A responsible faith considers the weak. 1 Corinthians, let me quickly read 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9, and it says, But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours becomes a stumbling block to them that are weak. We must be considerate of people that, okay, maybe that are just coming into faith, people that are just growing in faith. What are we doing? Sometimes people watch these things. They they try to see our conduct. They see the way we interrelate, we we work with one another. Have we been caught quarrelling and exchanging abusive words unconsciously in first time is in church, and then you are not careful to know what you are uttering, and then they are seeing those things. Will it not, will it not be like putting a stumbling block in their faith journey? Some people may leave that place and never been able to ask you that, ah, that thing that you were doing, why did you do it or why didn't you? They will just believe that, oh, maybe that's how it's supposed to be. And even for, for, for some of us in the home, in with our children, with friends and all that, colleagues in the office, people are watching. People are watching. You know, many times when I get to the office, sometimes even if I'm delayed a little, the time I get there is the time I write. I tell myself that, okay, I need to work on it to make sure that, okay, I don't come late so that I don't have to change numbers. People just write. This as simple as what this attendance is. Some people don't give a damn, they just write. It happened one day that I wrote like that and somebody, uh, one of my senior, very senior colleagues came to check what I wrote. And he found out that it was the time I arrived that I put there and it was like, wow. And the gap between the person that wrote before me and mine, it was obvious that, of course, maybe somebody has been just following the, the numbers. Sometimes I tell myself that, why would I do that? If I'm queried, then I know that it's, my, it's a, a lapse in my own responsibility. So what am I trying to say? People are looking, if I never thought I I created an impression for that man that day. Since that day, he kept telling people that, ah, we have true Christians here. They are not people that just follow the norm. Okay, imagine if it was the other way around. What am I trying to say? Our responsible faith must consider the weak. Consider the people that are just growing in faith. Consider the fact that some things that we do or say yes it may be lawful for us but for their sake we may choose not to do some things we may choose not to utter some words we choose not to follow the crowd bible says come out from among them and be separate it is responsibility you are not afraid of standing alone you know you are not actually alone I also believe that uh, somebody has picked one or two things this morning as a reminder. Of course, that thing that you are considering to do, you must consider whether it falls in line with your responsible faith. And if we are not doing what we are expected to do, let's remember that responsibility is knowing what to do and doing it. As I speak to you, I speak to myself. Because that is the word of God, ministers to all. I want to pray this morning that God will give us the grace to be do we need to do because that's the only way that God's glory will be revealed to people. That's how they will see that we are walking the walk of our father and then glory goes to him. If we don't do nothing, we we'll see nothing. We don't take steps, we we'll see no results there's this saying that says a fool that keeps repeating the same thing or doing something the wrong way and expecting a different result if what you are doing is not working try something else i pray that god will continue to help us to take steps in line with his precepts his commandments and then we'll see results in the mighty name of jesus our faith will produce results And we will continue to exhibit responsible faith that will be obvious to all in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for staying with me this morning. Have a blessed day ahead. And God be with us all in Jesus name.